and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is the 16th of, of March, 2022, a Wednesday. It's just after 10 a.m. as we record this, we being left to right, Kyle Robertson, our fine photographer and uh, our excellent uh, beat writer uh, on the Columbus crew, one Jacob Myers. I'm Mike A. Race. Thanks for joining us. Per usual, Patrick Flaherty's at the controls. Uh, for all of your crew needs and any other local news needs, please go to dispatch.com. It's chock full of information. You can even get the paper at home. The crew uh, 2-0-1 after a uh, 2-1 victory over Toronto at home. Um, very cold day. Uh, uh, everyone I knew was like, it's too cold to go to this game. Jacob, what was the uh, what was the crowd like in the, in the lower.com field? Four, I think they announced somewhere like almost 17,000. Probably, I would say it got close to 10, though. And it was pretty loud. Um, very interesting and exciting game to come back win but i i was fairly impressed with how many people showed up in sub 10 degree wind chill well let's let's talk about that game a, a, a little bit it it really was cold out i mean i remember uh, uh i i had uh, you know some uh, a couple of my neighbor has season tickets uh, a guy who lives around the corner has season tickets uh everyone i know that has season tickets is, was like um I just I'm just gonna stay home and 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 drink hot chocolate today, you know. It was uh, uh, but but a solid outing for for the crew. Yeah, uh, they a really good second half. They go down early on a set piece, and I think a lot of people probably thought, "Oh, here we go again." It was interesting to find out after the game how surprised the crew, players, and coaching staff were with the changes Bob Bradley made, and I think you saw that bore out in the first. 30 minutes and then the crew grew into the game and I thought they pretty much controlled it from there. There are a few chances you have to put away yeah. late to secure that Zara. win. Zart, that was that was kind of a bouncing ball with the left foot, but sure. Uh, but more so Luis Diaz yeah. for sure. Um, but I mean, Lucas Elorayon was terrific. And, oh, he's great. Um, he, the way he's playing to start this year has been, um, you know, nothing short of, you know, MVP caliber. Yeah, Diaz. That was that was what we used to call a Mokhtar. <laughs> but so is uh, Zardis too, uh, coming off the bench. How, how is that? We're going to get to Zardis in a minute. Is uh, there something going on there? No, <laughs> no, no. What well, Mokhtar is an expression for uh, <laughs> basically uh, kicking a field goal. That's uh, an old expression. Not a good one either. Wasn't there a crew player that ended up trying out for the football team uh, right? at probably, one point? Probably, man. I, I, I don't know, Kyle. I'll rely right, on you. I, that, that's uh, esoterica with which I'm not familiar. Um, and prior to that, we, you know, we, we had a, uh, a podcast after the 4 to nothing uh, romp over Vancouver um, where uh, Caleb Porter and the home opener and the season opener um, just played a game with which we're not – very familiar from it was a, a quite a quite a game and and we had a podcast after that and um and then we haven't had a podcast since their three to three draw at san jose uh if i'm not mistaken and and uh that was uh that was one where they were up three to one and they they should have they should have gotten out of san jose with devin barclay oh there you go kyle you're you're precious they should have gotten out there out of san jose with more than one point yeah, I mean, they, no they should be it. sitting on nine points were, right now. And they were up ten. They were up a man in that game as they were in the in the home opener. Yep. Uh, there was someone was red carded for San Jose early in the second half, I think. Yeah, it was or first half. It was in the yeah. first half. Um, Montero, Jamiro Montero, cleated Nagby on a ball, kind of 
you know, in between both of them. And he got sent off and then the crew tied it shortly thereafter, got two more goals, a free kick, like free throw for uh, Lucas Celereon. And um, yeah, then they blew it from there. It, similar to last year at Cincinnati, how Cincinnati mm. was up to yep. up a man and, and lost that one. Um, so yeah, they should be sitting on nine points for sure. But as you pointed out and your call, Mike, solid start for the crew so far. Solid start, 2-0-1, first place, 9-4, uh, 4 four against, plus 5. Um, pretty good. Um, should be 3-0. Um, they're not uh, uh, 2-0-1. They've won both their home games. They've been very good at home. And, I mean, and uh, It's not like points early in the season reflect end-of-the-season stuff, right? Well, you already start counting them up, yeah. You already start counting them up, and uh, two points would have put them in the playoffs last year. So just start that meter a little bit. <laughs> oh, that always rankled me. You know, that point was like that had the weight of like plutonium. That one point they missed the playoffs by because I'm just saying they would have had to win by like uh, the last game by like fifteen goals, and uh, they needed help from two teams that they, needed to win by six. Uh, you know, they did give up a insane. lot. Of, but, but the crew last year gave up a lot of goals to the last five six minutes of the game, which. Cost them dearly in the end. Just saying. Could be a trend. It was almost poetical. So talk about the lineup now, Jacob. Well, I'll, let me throw it to Kyle here now. Um, Kyle, what if we have a sample now, uh, three games out of 34. What are your thoughts uh, on this team at present? Well, I think the things that we've talked about before the season that, you know, the core players were what we thought they were. And, and, and to me, it's everything about the wingers. I mean, uh, you got, you know, I think one of the... the I would, Besides Lucas, you know, you know, Derek's probably playing as good He's as he ever the league had. And shots on goal. Yeah, and then you got the uh, on the other side, uh, Yah, right? Um, you know, he's been playing. He he's everything I thought he would be coming in, and and to give them the dynamic that they have. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think you're going to be this team's going to be determined on the quality of the wingers. If the wingers can produce with good crosses going into Barry or Zardes, um, you know, and then also getting those extra goals that we never, what, I think last year they had two goals between all the wingers or two or three. It was pretty low. Between Diaz, Molino, and Etienne, it was three. So, I mean, to have, what, two already? Two from Derek, yeah. You know, you're, you know, 10% into the season, you know, you're, you're doing better. So I still think there, there, there could be issues, uh, on the left back, if somebody gets injured, you know, if Santos sort of, I don't think you really have a clear option. Um, goal, I think you're fine, but I think you saw uh, this past game, you know, some tendencies that I've always had a problem with with room is making that, you know, th- those those crosses in and just kind of sitting back. You know, I think I've, there was about four or five goals last year were the same thing. So I don't know if it's a coaching thing or if there's a goalkeeper coach or if it's room not really kind of going there and kind of attacking those easy balls. I want to say easy, but the balls that are kind of coming in on the six-yard box, um, you know, I always like to have a goalie that kind of comes out and kind of attack those because if not, it's just, you know, you're, you know, especially when you have no one on the back line and you're playing like a corner kick. I don't think anybody on that goal, because um, it started off on the corner kick and then kind of got pushed around a little bit and then kind of came back, right? Um, there wasn't anyone on the line besides room, right? There was no one on the post. There were like two free runners on Good. that, you know, second right. ball in, yeah. But, I mean, past goalies, you know, Zach would have kind of punched it out or, you know, kind of went for it. Um, so, it's just my tendencies, uh, you know. But other than that, I think it's it's what you, what probably everyone kind of expected kind of coming into the season. 
Jacob, who's good in this in this conference? Well, you're going to require me to pull up the standings. My MLS yeah. brain isn't functioning. At, I think it's too know, early to tell at the moment. With the head cold. I, I think the, the teams you're going to look out for throughout the year. Well, one, mm-hmm. New York Red Bulls has been playing terrific. And and, uh, and they have them this coming weekend. That's right. That That's in Harrison, New Jersey, amid a cloverleaf um, outside of Newark. Um then you're uh, Philadelphia, New York City, who is playing in CONCACAF Champions League and really going after that. Um, they, they're going to be better as the year goes on. I like Atlanta as well. Um, this upcoming game, maybe we'll talk about it later, but the, it will really be interesting to me to see how the crew does on the road, maybe against 11 men for the... Um, yeah. for, that was the other thing about this Toronto game is the first time we got an extended look at the team against uh, another team at uh, even strength, per se. Well, there's three teams without a loss in the East through through three games, three match weekends. Um, the Crew's one of them. Uh, Philadelphia's another. Same record, pretty much the same. They have their differentials three, you know. And and Atlanta, Chicago's so the other unbeaten. Oh, Chicago. Excuse me. They scored right. two goals I was in ask three you about games. That. Yeah, I was looking at the <laughs> haven't given up any, but they've scored two. Is, is that is that going to be a a, a resurrection story in Chicago, or are they are they just? Uh, you have a player like Shakiri. I think there's absolutely some playoff potential there, uh, but we'll see as that goes along. Uh, good for Ezra, Ezra Hendrickson to get the start he has, though. Okay, Kyle, your thoughts on the rest of the league, or even out west, or anything? I mean, before we move, on, we're going to talk a little bit about Zardes, just because it's been in the news. Not even that; it's it's really not that huge a deal, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, uh, I, I guess check what, Twitter crew fans would say otherwise. <laughs> well, I, I mean, not that big a deal in that there's uh, it's nothing that doesn't happen every day. And it's it should no, be expected with right. a DP on the bench it, and, and another guy who supplanted him at the end of last year. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you no, there, but. Th- that's OK. Uh, uh, Giassi's artist uh, report uh, came out uh, oh about 24 hours ago, 30, 30 hours ago um, about uh, how. How he is available or could be traded or, um, you know, might even be being shopped. Um, and and uh, as, as Jacob said, Jacob, go ahead and take it away. This this is not a shocking development, um, um, even though, you know, I got a whole column out of it on a, on a quiet day. So I'm as guilty as anyone is, is probably pumping too much air into the story. But uh, no, it's good to talk it out because I, I think there, it requires some nuance. Two, it's one just super interesting to me. Kyle's always said that that you're a nuanced man. Has he? Well, I appreciate that. I don't know where to go <laughs> with that, know. but we'll just dive into it. So I think any time going into this yep. year, let's take a step back. Going into this year, it seemed right that Miguel Berry would have a chance to be the starter on day one. And he scores what probably should have been an own goal, but man. scores in the first game and played very well. Uh, the team was playing extremely well with him in the lineup, has improved in his link-up play defensively as well. Overall, just a player who's improving. Caleb Porter said he owed him the start. I think everyone would probably agree with that, the way Miguel play- Barry played at the end of last year. Jossie is as reliable as a goal scorer in MLS as as it comes uh, since he's been to Columbus. That uh, 2020 shortened season statistically was even better than his 2018 comeback of the year campaign in some areas. But he's on the bench. You cannot have in this league, in a salary cap league, you cannot have. I mean, you can, but it's not the best use of your budget if you have a DP 
on the bench. So what I think it signals is going into the year, okay, Columbus has two MLS quality starters who could start on just about any team in the league, um, that depending who you're looking at and, and who else is the starter on that team. Then Jossie goes on the bench, and I think that signals, okay, maybe this guy's more available than before. And it's good business, too, for the crew to be thinking if they can get the right deal, they're going to get a crap ton of allocation money that could be spent to, bucks. Yeah, to, to buy down other people's budget charge under the salary cap, which frees up more space to sign other more expensive and better players. Not, I'm not saying better than Zardes, but just make the team better. And you get rid of a, you open up a DP spot to sign another guy like that. So just, I think looking at it from a fiscal perspective, it makes sense for the crew to, as best as I can tell, they're not shopping him, but they're not saying no to anybody who comes up with interest. They're, they're listening, which happens to just about any player. Then the question is, has Miguel Barry proven enough to be the starting striker? And from what I can gather, what the information I gather from what I understand, it doesn't seem the crew are quite there yet. They're still like I'm probably 80 percent of the way there with Miguel Barry being. Yeah, I I know what I'm getting from this guy every time he's in the lineup. Trust him. But you still need a little bit of time to see that. And you take Zardes out of that equation, then you're an injury away from kind right. of catastrophe. So I think the crew needs a backup plan almost immediately if they're going to trade Jossie at some point. But they're in no hurry to do that. Kyle, what do you think of the strikers? Well, two is better than one. <laughs> I, um, but I, I mean, I, it's, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, it's. I think it's tricky because you got the younger guy, you got the older guy who has more experience, and obviously he's put uh, you know a lot of goals in the back of the net. But you know, I think it. I think what crew fans should really look at is how much under new ownership, like the team has changed that they would try to trade a DP in past years. You would have never thought that the crew ownership would be trying to trade a DP that is that that is of this quality, you know? So I think that's one thing to kind of look at is, is, is that the crew, you know, is under a different, I don't want to say it's just different than in the past. So, but it's, I think it's, but what do you do? So if you if you trade Zardes, who what do you what are you bringing you need in? Another guy, right? That, that, I mean, are you going to go winger, just, or or are you going to bring another guy who's going to be right behind Barry or in front of Barry? So what what I mean, are you? You would have to bring in another striker regardless. But right. your worry would be with all that financial flexibility, a new DP spot. You can't just right. go buy a bunch of MLS veterans right. who make up maybe a good squad, but isn't this kind of high money signing? But if you look at the team the where it's constructed, the only you know. To me, the only spots you would go out and get somebody would be the wingers, a winger that can score consistently. They, they, but they've already, money. they've already invested in the wings. I right, mean, but I'm me, saying if you get rid of one, are, if, if they get rid of uh, a striker, their needs uh, kind of remain to me left back and maybe center back or positions. But you're not, but you're not DP. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Spots. Right, that's true. Now, but what's my, Miguel, Miguel Berry had a contract option this past right. year. So eventually, that's the other thing with Jossie is this is the final year of his contract. Right. That that was reported. I, I confirmed that. So, so he's un- in general, just it makes sense to have like, if a guy's on your on your bench and yeah. Um, I think in, in the sweet, last year yeah. of his contract, they, they should be exploring these things. But Jossie, whatever team wants Jossie, is going to almost need some type of commitment to sign longer than just the rest of this year. I think it's just, it's just do you go with the young the young guy that 
that if he does take off and whatever, like he has aspirations to go to Europe. Like, are you trying to flip him eventually? You know, he's he's had looks, right? We reported uh, earlier in the winter that he was close well, to I being did called and someone up. else did. Right, had been, well, we talked about it in the podcast. Yeah, that right. He, he was close to being possibly called up to the U.S. national team. I don't team, think right, that training? was true. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, you'd say... It was would, like some second-level Spanish sides were in, inquired about him. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Th- I looked at pro and con in, in the column I wrote, and... and uh, to me, the bedrock goal for this season has to be get a home playoff game. Uh, you missed yeah. the playoffs in right. the first year the stadium was open or the first half year the stadium was open. This is the first full year that the new stadium is open. Um, and uh, you failed to defend your MLS Cup title last year. It didn't even make the playoffs. To me, is is you have to deliver these fans a home playoff game. That's that's my right. baseline uh, goal for the year uh, if, I, if I'm the crew. And and to do that, uh, you're you're better off having Zardes than than not, obviously. Um, but what's it? It's like, okay, so are you a fan in the NFL to having two good running backs or one stud? Well, two. Well, see, I don't I don't know if that really relates. Um, well, like, would you rather have? Well, like, as, as you put it, I mean, they're look, they're not really deep at at striker. Right. They have they have one proven striker. They have one guy that scored eight goals last year. Um, uh, who, who, as you know, yeah, as yet has has a question mark uh, next to him. Um, is he talented? Yeah, it appears so. Uh, can he carry the load? We don't know that. Uh, it's much different to uh, fill in for Giassi's artist or come come off the bench for Giassi's artist than it is to replace Giassi's artist. That's a completely different animal. Right. So what I'm saying is, if 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 my baseline goal is to is to deliver a home playoff game. Uh, that that my chances are uh, become more tenuous when I don't have Giassi's art. Right. That's all. I'm saying. Because I think I've, I I would and as, think as that one of you guys said you're you're one injury away from right. disaster. But then I th- also think that I mean can, unless unless you right. trust Eric Hurtado. I mean if that's, if that's no. your guy. <laughs> is he your guy? He I might try, be Crew Two's guy. I trust him in the weight room. He's kind of built. Yeah. He's sturdy. He's yeah. Sturdy. So the uh, the flip side of that is and and, and is that can they uh, buy him down throughout the season? Can they buy Zardes? down? Yeah, can they? Technically- Someone asked me about that. So if we're going off the MLS PA's numbers, and so a DP's budget charge is it's like six hundred twelve thousand five hundred, right. I believe, is the number. Jossie's base salary is one point three five right. million. So they're going to have to spend almost eight hundred thousand in in tam to buy him down it just that doesn't make sense to me and tam is decreasing as gam is increasing and and gam is used to more so buy that budget charge down which is really what affects your your salary cap tam can just open up a designated player spot so fiscally it makes more sense to just trade or or not resign adp if he's making you know 1.3 million so there, it'd be hard then to buy him down to open up a slot to bring in like a winger, like in the summer transfer. Yeah, I think that's out of the question. They can theoretically. I don't see yeah. it happening. It, let's let's just uh, speculate a little bit, or or, or have a uh, let's have an exercise here. If if you were going to go out in the market and and buy a player, um, let's say during the summer transfer window, what position would you would you want to buy a player at? Left wing. Right now? Yeah. That's so tough. So who would be their depth at left back or, or left back, sorry. 
left wing would be Alex Maton, who's kind of more of a central attacking midfielder, still young, uh, maturing. Kevin Molino is coming back in probably month, two months, um, maybe ready by June to play. I think you look at the wing spot, be- but this team has talked about like openly um, about getting a center forward in some transfer window. But with Miguel Barry, like you're not going to get rid of Jossie and then buy another center right, forward to cover right. up Barry. Um, at least to me, that doesn't seem to be plausible. Maybe they would. It's a good question, Mike. I don't know, because you're not going to use a DP spot on a left back or a center back. You probably would go with a winger, would, would be my guess. But they're playing well right now. And Jossie, in that time, could take over the starting job. That's yeah. another thing we haven't even... It could happen mentioned. tomorrow. Yeah. Right. You know... Um, he could start yeah. one game and have two goals or a hat okay, trick and then, then he gets another start. My other question is then, if if you think... If you think both Barry and Zardes is your top 11, don't you think you need to skew or change up the way things are to get them both in the lineup? No, because you're 2-0-1 oh, and, and have seven points and probably should have nine. But, but I think at some point you're I, going to have to have the, the – you're going to have to have two guys. like Maybe in some games on the road like, it like when New York went to the five backs. Kyle, I, I don't think uh, this coach uh, coaches to his players. I think he coaches to his system. So that would be my answer to your question. The players make the system. The system is uh, a, that's, not if you pick the players for your system. Yeah, that's more your point. I, right, I think Caleb's a is a plug. Okay, and, so did he's Phil a ja- plug and right. play guy. And uh, um, so, do you think Phil Jackson would have won all the championships? No, if no. He had without Jordan and Cody? I, I want to be clear here. Right. I don't think Caleb Porter is Phil Jackson. Right. That's, okay. uh, you know, or Red Auerbach for that instance. But aren't the aren't the great coaches? Don't they? make the adjustments and change based upon what they have. The best coaches get the most out of their players. Yeah. All right. Um, and the, pro, the best pro coaches also uh, adjust to the talent they have. Yes. But you, Phil you, Jackson was such a coach. You measure getting the most out of your players by results, right? Right. Yeah. So I think any change to bottle it down, any change to a system or having both guys play would have to come when, they stall out. And right now, right. at least through three games, most of which played against 10 men, right. they've been very good offensively. Yeah. The, the only other thing I'd, I'd add... I enjoyed about, that exercise. About, that, was, that was good. About Zardis is, is the personal side. I mean, he's oh, a he's, beloved player. He's a crew guy. He loves the city. Uh, he's he's uh, ingrained in the community. Fans love him. Uh, I mean, he's one of the things you think of when, when you think of the crew. You think of him in, in black and gold um, and not gray. They tried to gray last year. Um <laughs> and, you know, he'll have some say in this as well, given that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, if, if you're you're not going to throw a, a ton of money to trade for Jossie right. Zardes, probably unless unless you have him extended. But I also think, though, so so that's that's Zard- going to be well, part of it. It's, but I think the one thing we haven't talked about is Zardes probably wants to play because you got the World Cup coming. And then the, that is that is the next that is the next part of it, too. I don't we, we don't know um, how he's prioritizing this in terms of staying minutes here and leaving and getting minutes somewhere else, maybe more minutes uh, to, to burnish his uh, resume for, for, for world cup duty later this year. So, but it will be interesting to see if Greg calls him in, but not Barry, but then you have a guy who start, who you won't call can, Barry in during the world. No, cup. no, but I'm saying like, it's, no, but if Zardes gets called in and you're still starting Barry over Zardes, like that's the, well, I think where it gets tricky. If, if Zardes gets a call here for the, for the next round, I, I see your point. Right. Um, I think um, I think that's for for uh, 
a men's national team fan. I think people in, in Sam's army will, will, will have fun kicking that around, but I, I don't think that'll impact. Let's put it this I'm just way. saying it's just weird. He's not going to bring in Miguel Barry at this point. He no. hasn't been part of this rotation right. at all, and, and Zardes has. So. I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying Zardes. Like, I think the optics looks weird if you have I, two guys that I are U.S. national I don't disagree. I don't disagree. All right, you guys got anything else? No, I think we covered the yeah. the gamut on that. Well, yeah, let's your t- not on Jossie. I just your take on where the crew kind of are right now holistically. I write the standings and, and the scoreboard, and right now they're two zero and one, and they look pretty good. Doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Yeah, they look they look pretty good. Um, you know, I, I look at uh, Zeller Ryan's been terrific. So has ATN. Um, you know, I like the way uh, Sanchez has been playing. Yeah. Um, he scare you there at all at left back? Everyone, you know, I no, no, no. Well, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I think there's going to be a couple of those. What the heck is he doing? <laughs> Each game, but I think he's doing well. I, I think he's. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I like watching him play that yeah. position. I'll say that. So the new guys, Yaya has been fine. Uh, I didn't think he was great this no. past game, but that's where you have a different player like Luis Diaz. You can throw him in a game, and it makes a difference. But he needs to put away that that shot into a yeah, three a quarters open goal. They, sh- they should have Please. like four or five more goals this year. Really, he needs to keep on running and not get knocked down. I think that's what's yeah. getting to his but head. You were right when you talked about goals from wingers. Diaz yeah. has one this year too, so that's three okay. from Etienne and Diaz, and three those two plus Molino yeah. had three off last year. All right, before this show completely unravels, let's uh, wrap it up here for uh, Kyle Robertson and Patrick Flaherty and Jacob Myers, our fine crew beat writer. I'm Mike Aries. Uh, go to dispatch.com to see all of Jacob's coverage and all of Kyle's award-winning pictures. Thanks again for uh, for these lads. I'm, I'm Mike Aries, and uh, Patrick, uh, kick us out of here. <laughs>